give me your social media account. So they're like, cool, I'll give you $500 because you look like you got something going on. Solofunds.com. That's S-O-L-O-F-U-N-D-S.com. This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things Black entrepreneurship, politics, news, and events in Hampton Roads and beyond. Wouldn't you like to be a guest on Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham? Well, the link is in the show notes. And now, here's your host, Blair Durham. Greetings, greetings. Blair Durham. Blair Durham here with Black Wall Street Today. If you're joining me now, you're here for a real treat because I'm joined by Rodney Williams. He's a serial entrepreneur from Baltimore. When Williams went out into the world and achieved a measure of success, he would return home and be overwhelmed to see so many people in need. In 2015, Williams wanted to find ways to bring equity to financial services and to provide access to money in a way that is equitable. Coming from an economically disadvantaged family, Williams witnessed firsthand the lack of equitable solutions to help people. The idea of solo funds was inspired in part by a time when his electricity was shut off as a child because his mother didn't have enough money to pay the bill. With the experiences from his upbringing and his community in mind, William and his co-founder, Travis Holloway, devised a platform that would lessen the impact that emergency situations have on low-income families. The platform, Solo Loan Funds, uses a new model for peer-to-peer lending. Prior to founding Solo, Williams founded Listener, a visa-backed fintech company that he led to over $40 million in funding, numerous awards and partnerships across retail and financial services. He currently serves as the company's chairman. Rodney was recognized by ads at ages 40 under 40 in 2012, Cannes Lion Award in 2015, and CNBC Disruptor 50 list in 2015, 2016, 2018, and 2019. Rodney is a graduate of West Virginia University and Howard University. He's a member of the 2019 class of Henry Crown Fellows within the Aspen Global Leadership Network at the Aspen Institute. Rodney, welcome to the show. How are you? Doing fantastic. How's everyone? Doing well. Listen, I like to have two conversations. I want to spend as much time as we can talking about solo funds, what it is, how it works, where people can find it. And then I just want to talk with you as the entrepreneur um, about your process in in growing this incredible company. So let's start there. Um, The solo funds platform. How does it work? How do people engage with it? Yeah, I mean, pretty simple. Um, if you need emergency funds, you know, you know, your light bill, flat tire, veterinary bill, you name it, um, you can sign up in a few minutes, make a request. You actually select your own terms. That means how much you need, when you're going to pay it back, and you post it to our marketplace. Um, other members, like myself, actually scroll that marketplace and decide to lend it. Uh, to lend that capital. It could be based on your request or it could be based on a number of different factors. Um, Lending members. uh, So you don't need uh, an emergency loan, but you want to give a hand. You want to help out your fellow human. Um, But at the same time, you know, maybe you also want to make a return. Um, You can scroll through this marketplace and decide who you would like to lend to. Um, uh, You know, that's essentially the platform. Um, we think that it's, uh, you know, it's the community building the community. It's people helping people. And that's what we ultimately wanted to create. One thing I love about the platform, Rodney, is that 
you can be a lender today, a borrower tomorrow. <laughs> um, because that's that's real, right? Um, you can you can take advantage of both aspects of the platform. What a neat tool, an incredible tool that does something that people have been doing without the measure of sort of safety that you've kind of created inside this platform for many, many, many years, right? Lending to each other. Um, I know I talked a little bit about your inspiration for, for building this. What Talk a little bit about the success that the platform is having. So give us some of the numbers, um, how many loans have been made, how much money's been lent through the platform, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, I think we've crossed over over 200,000 um, loans um, thus far, um, growing, growing pretty rapidly. I think that's a testament to to like one of the things you just said, regardless if we exist or not, um, informal lending and borrowing is the nature of most communities. Church groups have savings, uh, their savings clubs. And there's friends and family that before anyone listening, before the end of the day or within 24 hours, someone's going to ask you to borrow something. Um, so lending as borrowers is part of us. And I, and I think this this platform takes a lot of those insights and, and, and a lot of people can relate to it. A lot of people can understand it and a lot of people can build with it. But um, we're, we're growing and growing, growing very, very, very rapidly, um, crossing over 100,000 users. Um, and the community is, uh, the community outside of the folks that are borrowing lending, we have a, like, we have a community of watchers. These are people that are in the app doing different things that crossed over 300,000. So very, very excited about what's next for, for solo. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Pretty remarkable. Um, I also want to ask if you could just share, you know, cause folks are nervous. They're like, Ooh, you know, they do these kinds of things with, other companies all the time, but you tell them about a new one. It's like, well, eh, how do I know it's safe? What is the safety and security that you put into place um, for this platform? Yeah. You know, there's no investment that doesn't have inherent risk. And I think for, for everyone, we need to understand that. Right. I don't know if everyone understands the, the risk when they, when they buy Bitcoin or do crypto or there's all types of risks, even in the stock market, there's risk. Um, lending to someone has the same type of risk. Um, there's two safety factors that I think are important. We provide a score um, that it's called the solo score. It's based on the cash flow of that particular borrow. It's really important. It's not 100% foolproof though. It's taking into account the cash flow and giving you an assessment. But honestly, depending on your risk profile, the number one thing that we do from a protection standpoint is something called lender protection. Now for a fee, we will protect that loan in the event it goes delinquent and then give that lender credits. Now, there's two concerns that most people bring up. Well, I'm paying a fee. I'm not really making that much. That's what risk means. <laughs> if you want to take less risk, then you're probably going to have less reward. Um, you know, I'm trying to teach um, financial autonomy um, not the hard way, right? And, and I, I'm one of those folks that I, I've never read a financial literacy blog and felt like I walked away understanding how to manage money. I think I've understood how to manage money because I've understood what it meant to lose it. I've under, understand what it meant to protect it. And I've understand what it meant to have like consistent investment. 
And if what I hope, hopefully, if you if you understand what lender protection is, consistent returns, no matter how small, over time, build and build and build. And at the end of a 12 month or three month or six month time period, that's what you should think about. No, there's no quick get rich schemes to building wealth. Um, it's steady, consistent, positive returns. Mm-hmm. And you did an amazing job kind of talking us through that that piece of it. I also wanted you to just share in terms of the platform itself, right? Um the extent to which information is encrypted, how does the technology communicate and store information? Like how, like, like how is it safe for me to give you access to my account to move money around? Like, and not even, not even so much as how you did it, but just what are the mechanisms that you've employed to ensure that this can happen safely? Yeah, you know, I would love to think that we're great and bright and we've developed the best thing and in, 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 in sliced bread, but I would say we've done something even better. Um, for every user who signs up on Solo, you actually have to meet our banking partners. Um, standards. Standards. Yeah. So we actually don't hold um, sensitive information. We actually send it to our banking partner. We're also not even the company that's actually moving the funds. It's our banking partner. Um, the banking partner is taking on all of the liability, a lot of the financial movement, as well as the compliance with the financial, mainly because we didn't want to get in between that. What we wanted to do is onboard you. We wanted to provide you a score and create safety, right? Um, and then we've, we've our third party bank. So if you trust a bank, um, you should trust us because we have you know, a very, very accredited FDIC bank partner who, who's managing um, the compliance and a lot of the security concerns. Yeah, I'm on the site now. If you haven't had a chance to take a look um, as of yet, solofunds.com, that's S-O-L-O-F-U-N-D-S.com. As seen in CNBC, Business Insider, TechCrunch, American Banker, as well as Forbes. It's pretty significant accolades for for a young company. Congrats again. Um, And and that's really where I want to take the conversation now is, man, how did you do this? Like so many of us have great ideas, but we are non-technical founders, right? Like. What is this process? Talk about how you found mentors, the role that accelerators have played in your experience. Like, give us the real, give us the raw. How'd you realize, eh, I think I need to go the B Corp route. Like, talk to us about your process as an entrepreneur, as a founder. Yeah, you know, I've done this a couple of times. I think really good founders, you, you don't need to be an expert at anything. What I do think you need to do well is de-risk the idea. I think you gotta be honest with yourself. And sometimes you're the riskiest part of the idea (laughs) because you don't have lack, you have lack of information, lack of network, not an engineer. And then you have to seek how to manage that. Accelerators and mentors and networking is a great way to do so. It's something that I have done really well. You know, Solo, for example, has participated to date, I want to say maybe five accelerators. My company before that, maybe 15 accelerators. What were we doing? We were learning things that we 
were unfamiliar with. I was de-risking the, the concept, right? And for Solo, that's that's what we were doing in the beginning of the days. We were de-risking it by the knowledge that we were getting in the accelerators. We did a, we do a heck of a job recruiting out of accelerators. It's it's time to get talent and also gaining investors. So I think for from from my angle as an entrepreneur, I'm always in the business of de-risking um, my 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 company and my idea. And even fast forward to when you see things like B Corp. At the end of the day, um, financial services in the United States is very, very hard. It's one of the reasons why so many of us don't get into it. It's actually probably one of the hardest areas within tech, yet alone tech as a whole, um, due to just regulation and the amount of cost that it takes to actually stand up something in financial services. So, um, you know, we, we at one point in time, we were just getting significant, too much scrutiny just because we were brown, young and brown. And we were like, you know, oh, I was going there next. I was going there next. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because, again, the, 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 the natural assumption is what are these guys doing? They got to be doing something wrong. Um, so, you know, for us, getting becoming a B Corp was just as much about proving to, you know, letting a third party, because that's really what happens. Um, coming a B Corp, you open up your entire books, you open up an entire process, your entire company to a third party, which is B Labs. And in the process of actually becoming like a legal B Corp entity, B Labs actually comes in and completely assesses who you are to verify that you are who you are, you say who you say, you pay people the right way, you treat your customers the right way. And for us, we were like, you know what, we're going to go out and not only prove it. We're going to be like a benchmark. And we are the only black owned uh, fintech um, that, that has a B Corp right now. Right. Um, I think that's a true testament to, to the, who we are and, and how serious we are. Super impressive. Right. And I was actually just before you mentioned that I'm on your site. Uh, I've been on your site a number of times since, since meeting you. Uh, and I visit the about page, you know, and I, and I look at this photo and it sends a very clear message that this is a group of individuals, a diverse group of individuals that are involved with this company. Um, and, and it's important that that's the message that it sends for, for the reasons that you just articulated, right? We're assumed wrong. We're assumed bad. Um, you, you've just done done a brilliant job with it. I probably said that a few times now. I'm a fan of this work. <laughs> What's your advice to um, to young black? And I don't mean in terms of age, but just you know, young black founders who they've got a thing, um, and, it, and it's a and it's a thing that could be viable. Um, what what it, what is that? What's that first step? Would you say? Yeah, you know, before I, you know, the learning is so important and it's not just important in your higher education, whatever you decide. I think learning is like this continuous thing, um, but you have to like relate it to what you really want to do, right? Your concept or your idea. And one of the things that like I'm still passionate about if you look at the three companies that I founded they're very very different 
And it also doesn't follow like the normal logic of you like focusing on what you're good at. But the way in which I've like been able to grow professionally is I'm still learning. I'm, I'm not, I'm still okay reading a book. I'm still okay saying I don't know and going on Google and figuring it out. And that's really, really important as you're a young entrepreneur in today's environment. I, I personally, if you come to me for investment or mentorship, I don't accept you can't find the answer. To me, it's a bit of, uh, I don't think you're ready, right? I'd rather you tell me you found three answers and you're trying to figure out what's the right one, right? <laughs> or, you know, but the answers, all of the answers to all of the things that we want to go out and accomplish exist. And there's a number of different case studies and benchmarks, whether I want to start a beauty shop to you want to start the biggest beauty brand to you want to start what you want to start. Um, so I really think as a, as a young entrepreneur, it's important for, for you to do the research and to learn. And, and you're going you're gonna to learn so much about yourself in that process, which is important. Yeah. And it's a good point, too, because while this may be the easiest environment in which to start a company because of the proliferation of Google, et cetera, et cetera, it doesn't make it any less uh, difficult in a strange way, right? You still gotta, <laughs> there's still work that's gotta be done um, if you're, if you're going to be successful. So, and I agree with you. A lot of that is just, what can we learn? Um, let me ask one more question about your entrepreneurship journey. You mentioned that this company is different from the other companies that you founded. Um, I can imagine though, that the customer discovery piece for this company, maybe not as, maybe not as significant as what you've done with some of the other things you've developed. We knew there was a need for this, right? How, so what was, what was, so what was validation with this company? <laughs> um, what was validation? Was it more along the lines of, are people willing to do it on an app? We know they're doing it anyway. Are they willing to do it via an app? Or did we already know people are using apps because they're using Cash App? Like what, you know? So I think the validation for me was a couple of things. Um, really just observing behaviors. Yeah. Like, you know, seeing seeing the informal economy work, like putting my eyes on it, touching sure. it, right? You know, asking people who, you know, why did you just let someone just borrow that, right? Did you get it back, right? Yeah. There's a forum right now, if you just go to Reddit, backslash borrow, or um, there's 50,000 people on this forum asking other people for money. They're like, hey, come Seriously. Seriously, to this day. And you can just, they're looking at you, they're like, they're like, give me your social media account. They're like, cool, I'll give you $500 because you look like you got something going on. Um, and wow, I really dove deep there, right? The, the, the emergence of DeFi, the emergence of like sure. crypto, the emergence of the robo traders and Robinhood, all of that is saying is that there's a large amount of Americans that are looking for yield and, and they're not 
you know, super wealthy. They're everyday Americans, right? It doesn't matter. My Uber driver wants to make a little return just as much as I do, right? And that's a very different mindset for how like large financial companies think. You think about a large financial company, all they think about is large deposits. How much money can you give me, right? And it's not like how much money, how can I help you? And I, these are what I'm, what I'm trying to describe is this is like market dynamics. And these market dynamics um, kept pointing to the fact that if, if as, a, as a founder, if I can start creating products that talk to everyday Americans and the financial needs that they need, right? Like this could work. Um, and, you know, we said, okay, well, you don't, we, we got to like attack something that's like super sensitive. And what's more sensitive than a single mom at home um, with her light bill, you know, because of her flat tire, she paid to get a new tire instead of paying her light bill. And, you know, she's going to go two days with it not being on, even though she has a job and a car, right? Think about it. So that's, I was, I knew that was real, a real story. I knew that that was a more real story than anybody making thousands of dollars on Bitcoin, right? Yeah. For me, I was like, if I can make that mom happy, if I can save that mom burden, she's going to tell all her friends and family. And then, like you said, I also know that that was a temporary moment. Sure. She's also going to pay it for it. And and, um, 30% of our lenders have borrowed. That's amazing. Right? That's amazing. So, yeah, for me, it was just like, I I know, I guess I've made a, you know, you make a, make a, you take a risk and you make a bet. But for me, it was pretty obvious. I to elaborate on that point though, Rodney, because... I thought I was gonna have to draw this this really hard line in the sand when I when I got the app because it asked you, are you gonna lend? Or are you gonna borrow? So I initially started the process on the lending track. I wanted to see where that was gonna take me. Then I like backed out, started to get on the borrow. Then when I got in on the borrow, it was like, or however I did it, I saw that the other option was still there, and I was like, oh, this guy's genius, <laughs> next level. Like, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. I became, no. <laughs> you're listening. I became a fan, solofunds.com. It's a brilliant platform. Go ahead. No, 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 you, you got it. Um, but again, like, I don't want to be like, I say like a lot, but I don't want to be direct. Um, but it was obvious to me. If, yeah. When I talk to people who look like me, if I talk to lower income folks, folks that even folks that are not, but they go home and they have family members. <laughs> like, right? They're not so far removed. Remember, I remember when when we first used to talk for investors and they would say things like, people need $100? And I used to laugh. <laughs> like, they need it. They need a bat. They need it. They need a bat. Like that. <laughs> there are people who have broken windows in the winter because the $250 deductible is not happening. It's not happening. And yeah, I mean, out, there is working poverty, right? 
It's working for me. I have a job. I have enough. But if something comes up, it's not there. You know, they're waiting on a windfall. They're between windfall. Like there's so many scenarios. I mean, you're just you're onto it. And then to be able to see if you're in the solo funds app, you can even see like you can see when loans are being repaid. Oh, two minutes ago, somebody just repaid somebody five hundred and eight dollars. Oh, three minutes. I'm like, oh, come on. (laughs) This is brilliant. Nah, they're, they're learning. It's like it's like always having that friend that's there. So you don't want to, once you start to realize, and that's also what we see with our borrowers, once they realize, they're like, you know what? I'm going to pay this back before I pay other things. Correct. I know I can come back here. Yep. And it's no questions asked. I come back here, I get funded in a couple of minutes. In a couple so, of minutes. We didn't even talk about that. You failed to mention, Rodney, that these loans are being paid out. What is it? 28 minutes on average? Yes. So I need a loan right now. I can yeah. get the money right now. My credit's not being checked. Like I've got this going solar funds, which justifies my ability to repay. I'm gonna get this loan ASAP. Yeah, we we were one of the first lending companies that built, we built the entire payment structure on on um, on payment, instant payment infrastructure. Instant. So, so and we did that because if you've ever been on the side of the street. <laughs> Correct. It's faster than Cash App. No, I'm just kidding. It so just I'm- needs to happen immediate, right? It needs to be fast. Um, and that's what that's one of our core insights is that fast doesn't mean 24 hours or next day. That's not fast. Mm-hmm. And that's what the, that's what historically fast was for us. Next day, a couple of days. Nah, we're, we're talking about 28 minutes. That's what we're talking about. Yes. Incredible. We are way out of time. Um, Man, we're just completely out of time. But this is great, Rodney. Kudos to you and your team. Keep pushing. Keep making it happen. This show was brought to you by the consulting services of Positive Vibes Incorporated. We do credit fixes. We do debt restructuring. And we put money in the pockets of real estate investors. So give us a call. We can fix your credit we can restructure your debt and if you're a real estate investor i would love to put thousands of dollars into your pockets 757-932-0177 that's 757-932-0177 stay with us online at black wall street today on facebook and black wall street today on instagram and then follow us on twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Hey, yo, when I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black Wall Street. When I say black, you say Wall Street.